goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. Aguero! Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod, where we help you find your edge in the weird and wonderful, often wacky and always a whirlwind world of wagering. Jimmy Buckley with you here as we start to poke our heads through the other side of another brutal international break for the round ball game in the UK. Ready to emerge from hibernation to find you plenty of value, as always. Ahead of another huge weekend of football fixtures is the fearless Ken Rutherford Welcome, mate. Yeah, good morning, James, and good morning to our vastly improving throng of, of listeners here on the podcast at Racing and Sports. Uh, of course, we do these in our home office in Canberra, Australia, everyone, which is, if you've been to Gore in New Zealand, it's kind of the same kind of deal, or Valcom in uh, South Africa. Go and Google those two places, you get an idea of what living in Canberra is like. But uh, no, look, we've had the break, we've had the international break, World Cup, just looking at the World Cup outright winner market on neds.com.au, James, and gee, there's some value. 550 about Brazil, who was so impressive in that, those two games they played. Absolutely thrashed Tunisia last week. England, $7, 6 to 1 about England. You wouldn't take that. You wouldn't take <laughs> double that price, would you? <laughs> the way they're going at the moment. What do you do if you're Gareth Southgate? Resign? Oh, just go and buy yourself a couple of new waistcoats and go and retire up in Harrogate, I'd say. Yeah, he loves a waistcoat, <laughs> a bit like old Scotty Parker's cardigan. How bad was that? Thank goodness he, he resigned from Bournemouth. Well, he was sacked, actually. France, they also not going as, as well as they had been. Uh, it's $7. Argentina, $8. Spain, eight fifty. Belgium and Germany at 11s. And the one I like a bit of is at 13s. That's Holland. The Netherlands, who have been the former side in Europe over the last two or three seasons. So not far to go. The 20th, I think, of November, around about that anyway. 21st November might be the first match in Qatar for the World Cup of 2022. The great, greatest sporting event every four years. And Argentina, I think you'll find her on about a 35-match unbeaten run internationally, which I think is only too shy of the record. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think it might be Italy that holds that. Okay, but Italy was always hard to beat. That'd be through the nineties, maybe. Yeah, early nineties. Yeah, and Chini was probably playing for them then. But looking forward to that. Denmark at twenty six dollars. Another team who are in, in, in really good form at the moment. They beat France uh, during the week, and you got Uruguay at forty to one. Bar the rest. So really looking forward to that. I'm sure as we lead into the World Cup, we'll look at all the groups and all the bets and, and everything going for what will be an absolute bonanza, six week bonanza of football for the many fans around the world. Now, Ken, it feels a little bit like we've had no domestic football to discuss forever. We had that international break. Prior to that, the Queen died and they cancelled a lot of fixtures in the UK. So it's left some teams, such as Leeds United and Crystal Palace, having not played a game in about a month, which is hardly ideal. Yeah, look, not just the players needed a break, James, but a few of them, uh, a few of the tipsters needed a break too, mate. I think our last attempt at finding our loyal listeners uh, a winner or two a couple of weeks back was, big fella, it was terrible. Yes. I mean, that's quite, I can't find words because it was that bad. I think we found a bit of uh, Everton to, to not score in a game or something. That's how bad we're going. So, look, we've, we've had some, uh, a chance to do some more research and get back into it. So, look, let's hope the punters can... Uh, 
can uh, win some coin on the back of our observations over the course of the next few minutes. A couple of huge games this weekend too. We've got the North London derby, yeah. Arsenal versus Tottenham. That's your early kickoff on Saturday. Well, Saturday afternoon over there, Saturday evening for us. And then Manchester City v Manchester United. Huge game. That's uh, the Sunday fixture. What's caught your eye this weekend, Ken? Well, looking at both those games, and, and look, they're, they're not going to be the subject of uh, my little multi this weekend in, in the EPL because I think they're just so hard to, to, to judge those two games. I think, but if you, if you were to look at them from a punting perspective, James, the North London Derby and the Manchester Derby, I think you go high in the total goals markets. Uh, the two point five line overs, the prices are, I would imagine, around the one sort of seventy mark in both those games. If you look at the Arsenal-Spurs game in particular, James, in the last 21 home games of Arsenal playing at their home stadium, I guess it'll be a bit of hybrid there perhaps as well. How long have they been to Emirates? Probably, probably oh, I've been there a while been now. Been there a while now, yeah. so probably all the Emirates. They've, they've scored an average of 2.29 games in their home games against Spurs, and Spurs have scored 1.24, so it's going to be high scoring. I think I think definitely be over three goals. The odds punters in the head-to-heads, uh, even money about Arsenal, 360 about the draw and 350 about Spurs. So maybe the double chance here on Spurs at around the $1.70, $1.72 mark might be the go. The Manchester City derby, can you believe the odds here? Even though there has been this resurgence in the way Man United have come back in the last couple of matches, they're at 775 head to head against Man City, who, of course, playing at home, $1.35 and 540 about the draw. Man City have had the better, of course, of the matches the last few. But, of course, Manchester United, you never know. You never know in derbies, do you? And so take your pick there, punters. But total goals high, I'd be going in both those matches. You'd have to think it's going to be a bit of a goal fest this weekend. I agree with you, I think, with regards to Spurs. I think they'll really fancy themselves to go and get something from Arsenal. Yeah, it could easily be a one-all or a, or a two-all or, or something along those lines. United City, I'm, I'm not so sure. Obviously, man, you were going to probably have to try and come and bunker down and Hit Man City on the counter-attack, but we all know that uh, that's probably not the way to, certainly not the way to beat City, I would have thought. Uh, They're going to be under a lot of pressure there, and uh, we'll have to wait and see if they can handle the great Norwegian Erling Haaland, who is just, I mean, he's an absolute animal. This will be one of his biggest tests so far in the Premier League, and you've got to think he's going to handle it. Yeah, and he's really really tipped some petrol on the fire, saying in a headline I read uh, this morning that he never for one moment considered going to Manchester United. That was never one of his options when he was contemplating leaving Borussia Dortmund. Of course, we all know the background there, don't we, in terms of that hellish tackle from Roy Keane on his old man, Alf Ingerhaaland, all those years ago. So... Uh, clearly those kinds of thoughts still run deep in the Harlan family and, and probably fair enough, it was some tackle. Yeah, it certainly was, yeah, Roy Keane. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you ever get a chance, punters, jump onto YouTube and have a look at some of Roy Keane's work. Absolutely magnificent stuff. <laughs> Depends <laughs> how you term the word magnificent, <laughs> I suppose, but uh, oh. some of his commentary in the last uh, wee while has been pretty darn good too. I see he's doing a a round of uh, forums with Gary Neville and others uh, in the UK scene. So if you, if you are listening from the UK, get out there and listen to Kino and Neville uh, talk about the past days and the current days probably too. <laughs> oh, jeez, what a character. Now, do you, I guess, you have a, a Premier League multi for us, Ken. I'd yep. like to know what you're thinking 
on that route this weekend? Well, I've concentrated on three matches, James, and, and the first one is Southampton playing Everton at St Mary's down there on the south coast. Head-to-head prices here, punters 2.15 about Southampton, 3.30 the draw, and around 3.40 about Everton. I can see this match being tight. If you look at the last 10 home matches between these two contests, Southampton being the home team, Southampton have won seven times, Everton a couple of times, and it's been one draw, and it's real nip and tuck, uh, quite low scoring affairs. I'm keen to go with Southampton, however. I think uh, they're a chance to, to get home over the toffee, so I've gone the $2.15 price about then to start off my multi. Chelsea, what do we make of Chelsea? They're away from home at Crystal Palace. I thought there was value here about Palace every day of the week. Four fifty Palace, three dollars and fifty cents the draw. Dollar eighty about Chelsea, which I thought was quite short when you consider their form. We know that Graham Potter's just taken over. We know that he's still getting to grips with a squad that was purchased and more of a scattergun approach and strategy. That was one of the reasons why Tuchel left. He had really no control over the transfers that his sporting director, who happened to be one of his owners, was making. So I think Potter will will need another few matches to exert his influence and his style of play over his Chelsea squad. So I'm going to get a double chance here, James, which is Crystal Palace to win all the draw, and that's at $1.95. And the third one I'm going to throw into the equation, in fact, is the Manchester derby. It's Manchester City against Manchester United. I've given you the head-to-head prices the price which I really liked was the both teams to score market. And I'm going to go yes, for obvious reasons, because I said there's going to be lots of goals already in this game. I believe there will be. And I'm going the sixty seven about yes in the both teams to score market. So if you multiply the 215 into the sixty seven into the, as I get the calculator up on my phone, ninety five, you're going to get a price of about $7 exactly, in fact, $7, 6 to 1, that treble punters. Southampton at 2.15, Crystal Palace to draw ninety five, and both teams to score in the Manchester derby at $1.67. Now that Palace-Chelsea game really does intrigue me. Like you say, Graham Potter's come in. I mean, he's gone from managing a fourth division club in Sweden about uh, mm. six or seven years ago to now managing one of the biggest clubs in the world, really, at Chelsea. They certainly have a lot of work to do. I mean, making that squad gel, first and foremost, is going to be uh, very, very high on his priority list. And Palace have been uh, a tough side to break down all season. I think Patrick Vieira has done a wonderful job there, to be honest with you, over these last couple of seasons. And that's a tough game for Chelsea to have to go to Selhurst Park. Bit of trivia, Ken. I might uh, put Mm. you on the spot here. Okay. Three teams have used Selhurst Park as their home ground over the years. Well, was that Malaysian betting syndicate? So is that the fourth team? Because they turned the lights off one time, (laughs) didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) That old old chestnut. (laughs) I remember a number of years ago going up to a place called Chinchilla in sort of southwest Queensland, and and they run a melon festival up there every couple of years. And on the Thursday night, they play uh, a kind of a select side of of chinchilla cricketers and people from around, and they put them up against an old Queensland Bull veterans team, uh, which has, you know, a number of players come down. I think Alan Langer might have come down even to play in it this last time, and I was up there, and um, they were chasing. They were only chasing about 100-odd, I think. Uh, The the Queensland (laughs) boys went out there, and they... Put on a bit of a show, but nothing special. It was only a 2020 game. And the poor old Chinchilla boys, they got to about nine for 30 yeah. with uh, 10 overs to go and the lights went out. <laughs> <laughs> that old trick, the oldest trick in the book. Match abandoned. 
Yeah, I wish I used that when I was captain of the New Zealand cricket team, mate. But anyway. <laughs> no, but uh, no, Palace, uh, Charlton Athletic used yes. it at one point. You, and never, you never gave me a chance. <laughs> I was, was going to say Palace and Charlton Athletic. Yeah, but the third team, or the, the third team is the one. So it's all football teams. Yeah, not like absolutely. a rugby union, no, a wasps no. or a harlequins or anything like that. All no. football teams. Uh, I was going to say someone like QPR or someone just thinking sort of Western, London, Fulham, Brentford, even when they were doing their stand up a few years ago. Got a new stand there, haven't they? Give me a regional aspect uh, to it. I think, uh, think southwest London, I south should west, say. So even, okay, Orient. No. Are they southwest? No, no they're, they're east London, but you're kind of in the in the right areas, I suppose. In terms of the leagues. Uh, in terms of the leagues. Uh, now, shot. No, no, but this, this club, technically speaking, doesn't exist anymore in its original guise. It's it's moved and they've... Uh, re- MK Dons. Yes. So, oh, so Wimbledon. Wimbledon back in the day... Uh, used okay. Sellers Park for a little while, a long way, a long way back. I think you'll find before. Okay. Uh, geez, it's twenty odd years now. I think since they've moved to MK Dons, I'm or gl- just I'm about. glad your trivia question wasn't about the Tulip Festival and Chinchilla, or was it? no, the Melon, <laughs> Melon Festival. Melon Festival. Yeah. I've got tulips on my mind because I'm going to Barrel this weekend. There's a few tulips there. I'm really excited about that. Oh, well, there you go. Things you do for your wife, but anyway, <laughs> Crystal Palace. I'm just looking at their fixture list this year, James. Now this is interesting. First game they played Arsenal, tough game, lost. Then they went to Liverpool and drew 1-1. Aston Villa, they beat 3-1 comfortably at home. Then they went to Manchester City, had that great 4-2 result. I think they were uh, 2 at one stage. 2-0. Mm, they are 2-0 up, yeah. weren't they? That's right. City came back and won 4-2, no real surprise. They drew to Brentford at home at Crystal Palace in their second last game, and they drew 0-0 at Newcastle, which is a tough game as well these days. So they've had a real tough first few matches in this year's uh, in this season's EPL so I think they're going to be uh, better for their performances over the last month or so they're well organised under Patrick Vieira and I think their double chance price of $1.95 is, is a good bet considering as we've mentioned the travails of, of Chelsea this season so far I think you might have found one there Rudds uh, anything else in the English Premier League that you like or should we skip over well what do you like that's more important you must have uh, looked at one and said well this stands out to the JB uh, line of thinking to be honest with you there's nothing really standing out at me in the English Premier League I must admit I've invested my time in some of the lower leagues this week don't tell me you're going for another Sligo Rovers (laughs) tip No, I've banned myself from Irish uh, football. Uh, let me just run through uh, some of Mick Bennett's tips that, that he's provided for the Premier League before we head up to Bonnie Scotland. He likes both teams to score in the Arsenal Spurs game, a dollar fifty-five. He likes over two and a half goals in the Bournemouth Brentford game, a dollar and ninety-eight cents. He likes over two and a half goals in the Fulham Newcastle game, paying a dollar ninety. He doesn't mind the Liverpool half-time, full-time double there at home to Brighton. He likes under two and a half goals in the Southampton-Everton game, which I think matches up to what you were saying about that being a very tight affair. Mm. Uh, Everton don't give much away and they don't score too many either. He's gone West Ham to win and less than three and a half goals in their match at home to Wolverhampton. He likes the both teams to score in the City United game, like yourself, Rudds, and he also likes the over two and a half goals there. Much like yourself, Leeds Villa, he's gone over two and a half goals at a dollar and seventy-seven, and he thinks Leicester are going to break their duck this weekend mm. and have a win. I saw that uh, there's been more speculation around the future of Brendan Rodgers. Well, and they have to be. They have to be. Marcelo Bielsa, one name that's been linked okay. there. I know where he's coming from there, the big fella, in terms of tipping out Leicester City, but I just thought there was no value to seventy three. It was purely on price when you consider they are at the, top, at the bottom of the table with only one point. 
Knott's Forest aren't too far above them, but just dollar seventy three. If they drifted out to a dollar ninety, dollar ninety five, there might be a bit more uh, incentive there for me, for my eyes anyway, to consider it. But I just thought they were short enough of that price. That game, I think, is Tuesday morning Australian time, isn't it? So it's a couple of days to wait, but let's see what the market moves out there. I think in the sack race, you're right. I think Brendan Rogers is, is odds on yeah. uh, to be the next one to to meet the uh, demise of of the owner's view there. But you got a feel for Brendan Rogers, to be quite frank. He, he can't have done much more. He's clearly the purse strings have been taken from him. The activity on their transfer market during the off season was zero. Yeah. Uh, it was all going the other way. Terrific manager, Brendan Rogers. So uh, it will be interesting to see where he goes next, uh, presuming that he does leave Leicester after all of this. Now north of the border, Hearts welcome Rangers to Edinburgh. Aberdeen host Kilmarnock. Celtic host Motherwell off that shock 2-0 loss to St Mirren uh, two weeks ago. And then Dundee United host St Johnston. Pretty ordinary-looking game on paper, that one, I would have thought. Hibs travel up to the Highlands to play Ross County at Dingwall and St Mirren. Host Livingston looking to build off that win against Celtic. Did anything tickle your fancy here, Rudds? Well, I didn't mind Aberdeen at seventy. I think I think they should beat Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock uh, languishing second bottom of the competition with uh, only four points. I, I guess the question I have in response to... You're sitting out the games this weekend, James, is what do we make of the form of both Celtic and Rangers? Look, we, we both thought they'd win their last matches well. We were, I think we both went for the minus mm. two almost in terms of winning by a large margin. They both struggled. Rangers only won by, I think, by one clear goal. And Celtic, of course, lost, as you mentioned, to St Mirren. I guess the question is how much out of them is the, the European competition challenges going to take midweek away from their performance in the Scottish Premier League of the weekend? For mine, I don't think it's a problem with depth of squad. I think both sides, uh, to be frank, could probably play their second 11s and you know almost still finish top two in the Scottish League. I think mm. that's okay. For mine, I think it's more of a, a mental thing. You go from Celtic Park hosting Real Madrid and to be fair, in a position where you could have been one or two goals up at half-time. Mm. against the greatest European club of all time. Yeah, they were unlucky. They were. And then yeah. you go down to Paisley and you've got to play St Mirren. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's that's not even penthouse to basement. That's like you build a little tower on top of the penthouse, a Burj mm. Khalifa, mm. and then you're dropping all the way down to the basement and then you take the shovel out and you dig down to the earth's core. I mean, mm. it is a huge difference mm. in, uh, I guess, not only strength of opposition, but just clout of opposition and sense of occasion. Mm. I reckon that must be hard to manage I reckon it must be yeah. difficult. And, and obviously you need to be professional and you need to realise that, especially for Celtic and Rangers, over the course of a full season, there's going to be a severe roller coaster in terms of the fixtures that you play and the schedule that you need to pursue. But but I still think that that, that does have an effect on the players. I, I think looking at the two squads, James, that, that Celtic are probably in a better position to, to manage the workload more so than Rangers. What Postacoglu's done has been to, you know... P- his squad looks more rounded. It looks to have more depth than, than Rangers. They'll cope with uh, a few injuries, I believe, more so than perhaps the other side of Glasgow might. Let's, let's wait and see. But I think it is a concern. I, I think you're right. Celtic's form up until St Mirren had been very good, albeit in, in, in Europe they just had struggled. They got a good result against Shakhtar Donetsk, I think, wasn't it? 1-1 before they lost to St Mirren. So let's see how they go. But I do, I do fear for Rangers. And I actually thought there was a potential banana skin here in Hearts uh, this weekend in Edinburgh, 4.20 about Hearts, 3.80 the draw 
A dollar seventy-five about ranges. I'd be looking if I was having a punt there. Perhaps the double chance market taking Hearts and the draw, which be around about the dollar eighty-nine, dollar ninety mark. I reckon. The other one I didn't mind. A couple of historical stats here. Celtic have played Motherwell. It's one of the one of the historic uh, games actually in Scottish football. It goes back to the late 80, 1800s. But the last time Motherwell have beaten. Celtic is in 2007 uh, at, at Parkhead or Celtic Park as they call it now, April the 7th 2007 so it's a long time ago, Dollar thirteen about Celtic short enough head to head maybe go the minus one to win by two goals or more, must be at around the dollar ninety mark those, those odds and the other one is that Dundee United have not beaten St Johnston since the 27th of September 2014 that's at Tannadice at Dundee United's home ground. So the odds there for this weekend, two forty about Dundee United, $3 about the draw, and I'm prepared to go three ten about St Johnston to cause a slight upset there. But really it is the battle of the, the, the battlers, so to speak. St Johnston sitting on in ninth position with only seven points in Dundee United just with a couple of points at the bottom of the ladder. Ken likes Aberdeen $1.70 to win at home. Against their old manager, they welcome Kilmarnock. St Johnston three dollars ten to spring a bit of an upset at Tannadice against Dundee United and Hearts to get something out of their clash with Rangers. There'll be twenty thousand at Tynecastle. Yeah, that we'll place be. is going to be heaving, mm. absolutely heaving. So and what are you uh, going for? You you going your normal St Mirren way again? Eh? Well, I was, I was going to say, uh, funnily enough, kind of applying the same logic. Uh, St Mirren go from beating Celtic to having to welcome Livingston, and I don't know. Perhaps there's a bit of a downer effect for them. They've been going very well, but. They're only $2.25 to win that game against Livian. I think Livingston are a tough side to mm. play against. Mm. They're very, very difficult. They, they operate on a shoestring budget, but they're well managed and they're a hard team. They'll actually fancy themselves to go down to Paisley and get something. So I'll be staying away from that game, to be honest with you. I thought Ross County at $3.50 might get something in that game against Hibs. In fact, that's probably worth a small wager, I would have thought. Uh, still not convinced by Hibs this year. That's a tricky, tricky trip all the way up the road to Dingwall. You know, it's starting to just cool down a little bit up in the Highlands as well. I want to pick a weekend when Inverness Kelly are playing at home and Ross County are playing at home. Oh. Maybe one on a Saturday and one on a Sunday. <laughs> Mate, I'll, I'll make the 10,000-kilometre journey. Don't worry about that. Even at today's airfares. I mean, it cost me about $12,000 economy class to uh, to Inverness. But, gee, that would be a great weekend, wouldn't it? be fantastic. Uh, the Black Isle would be pumping. No what do they yet. call that derby? Is there a name for that derby nah, at all? Just, it? I think it's just the Highland Derby. Highland Derby? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to one yeah. uh, at, at, uh, at Dingwall. Yes. And Cali won, unfortunately. I think they beat, I think they beat us 3-0 that is day, that right? which is a bit of a shame. Uh, Jackson Irvine turned out for Ross County, so there yeah. was uh, there was certainly a bit of an Australian representation, but it was good fun, nonetheless. Yeah. There'd be no trouble, would there? There'd be no trouble. It'd be pretty fr- friendly banter, wouldn't it? It's... It's willing enough, I think, it's fair to say. It's willing enough. They don't like each other. But they've both got similar stories, I suppose, in that they've they've come up through the leagues over mm. the last oh, sort of 15 to 20 years, I suppose. Mm. And, you know, at that point they found themselves both up in the Scottish Premier League, the dizzying heights. So hopefully uh, hopefully, Cali can get themselves back up soon enough. County can stay there and that can be a bit of a regular fixture on the calendar. How good would that be? Yeah, the Highland Derby. Now, Ken, have you had a look over the championship matches this week? Well, I saw the bookmakers had a, uh, a novelty market out, James. It was on uh, the, uh, the the duration of the next the term of the next uh, Watford manager 
they went 57 <laughs> days over under, and uh, the under was the favourite. I mean, <laughs> who would manage Watford? I mean, goodness gracious me, they've got rid of the guy, Edwards, who came from Forest Green. He's gone. He only lasted, what, seven or eight games in the new oh. season. Um, Slavin Bilic, the very good Croatian defender of that very good golden era of Croatian football back in the 90s. Uh, he's, of course, got some good pedigree as a manager, having been at West Brom and, and plenty of other places too. I think he coached Croatia, didn't he, at a World Cup. So he's come in with the hospital pass of note in, uh, in the championship in terms of the managerial ranks. Let's see how he goes. First up this weekend, I'm just trying to find who Watford are playing. They're away at Stoke City, 238 about Stoke. The draw at 310, 310 about Watford. We do know there is a bit of a bounce to, the, to, a, to a new manager coming on board, and he's had a... He's had a few days to get to know his squad, and, and Watford have got a good squad. They've retained a lot of their players from their Premier League uh, campaign last season, so maybe there could be some value there in the first match against Stoke. But once again, it's even across the board in terms of the odds, James. Yeah, it is. It's very, very open. Just on Stoke too, and that's that's one of the clubs that uh, I think you and I are both keen yeah. on to, to do something this year. I was looking the other day. I think they're still paying five bucks or six bucks to finish top six yeah. in the championship. They're only three points off the top six at the moment. And you'd have to think significantly on the improve now with Alex Neal at the helm. Yes. Uh, that is a tricky first assignment, I would have thought, for uh, Slavin Bilic. Just uh, one that I found that I really like the look of here. And you talk about the managerial merry-go-round. I was quite shocked this week to learn that Paul Warren of Rotherham had, yes. uh, had departed and taken over the reins at Derby County in the division below. Mm. Uh, Paul Warren has done a fantastic job, I think it's fair to say, at Rotherham. They went through a few managers, and he was the academy guy who kind of took over as a caretaker and uh, and never left, and he's, he's done a fairly good job, I would have thought. You might remember a fellow by the name of Steve Evans, who yes. he took Rotherham to the championship, mm. uh, the big fella, but uh, he... You know, he moved on. He actually had a stint at Leeds United, funnily enough, which was... So uh, Rotherham are sitting eighth position with 14 points. So they've had a great start. If they were to beat Wigan this weekend, and they're the favourites to do so at home, 235 about Rotherham, 310 the draw, same price about Wigan, they would get up to around about fourth in the table. Yeah, I mean, it's it's lofty. other results. Lofty days. a terrific start to, to the season. I guess Derby County, the bigger club. Oh, yeah. Better opportunity, time. perhaps... Mm, interesting. That one, that one surprised me a little bit. But that brings me to uh, to my first bet of the weekend. Loving your work. I'm going to take Wigan Athletic to win this game at three dollars and twenty five cents. Now, three twenty five are they? So they've, they've drifted. They've drifted. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, they've won their last three away they games. Have. They're a better team away from home, Wigan. Amazing. They they just like getting out of the place by the looks of it. Why but, but they've <laughs> they've won their last three on the road. And as I say, Rotherham uh, they're in disarray at the moment. They don't have a manager. Mm. They've just lost a bloke that's been there for seven or eight years. I think this is a big chance for the Laddicks to come down to Rotherham and take all three points. And three dollars twenty-five, I'm very happy to play that. As far as the championship goes, Ken, that's it for me. Is there anything that that you're playing? Didn't mind Swansea. They're away from home at the Hawthorns against West Bromwich Albion. West Bromwich Albion, boy, Steve Bruce, he's he's much maligned. It seems wherever he goes, they sit at twenty-first on the table. Way, way down the bottom. Swansea is starting to find a bit of form. I couldn't be the price, believe the prices here, James. $1.75 West Brom, three sixty the draw, four sixty now about Swansea. It'd be money. They opened up at four seventy five uh, earlier in the week. 
The double chance market here, Swansea, the draw is at $2. Even money about that. I thought that was a, a really good bet. More, Way more pressure on the home team, West Bromwich Albion, than, than, than the Swans going to the Hawthorns. But my main bet of the weekend in terms of the championship is tomorrow morning Australian time, 5 a.m. it'll kick off. Looking forward to daylight saving, kicking in on Sunday morning, James. It'll be 6 a.m. next week with the the Friday night or Saturday morning games in the UK. Really, really keen here on Luton Town. And the money's come from them. They open at 2.45 into 2.35 head-to-head against Hull City. Away they are at Hull City at home, uh, Hull at home. 3.10 about Hull, the draw at $3.20. I'm going to go to the minus one just to add some more value. So Luton have to win by two clear goals. Their recent form has been okay. They sit 11th on the table with 13 points. They win this match. They get all the way up to about fourth or fifth. So plenty to play for for Luton. We know they're the most improved team in the championship last season. Nathan Jones, I think their manager is, is, and he won the Best Manager of the Year award in the championship last season for what he did. 460 the price, about the minus one around Luton. So perhaps take the 460 into your Wigan at 325, and boy, there's some value there, about a 15 to 1 double. Gee whiz, and if you throw Swansea into the mix, you're almost up to 80 or 90 to 1. I can afford to buy some tulips <laughs> of barrel this weekend. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Just a couple of quick ones more from me, and we can wrap it up. Now, I don't mind the Portsmouth draw no bet versus Ipswich at $2.75. I think they're a big chance. Ipswich uh, lost their last game, actually, to Plymouth. Plymouth leapfrogged them to the top of the table, and I think Portsmouth, I'm pretty keen on them going up this season. They're playing pretty well. And just a quick one I wanted to draw your attention to before we do wrap it up. In League Two, (laughs) Harrogate Town hosting Bradford City. Now, this is quite an incredible story. Back in 1999-2000, you might remember, Bradford City uh, went up to the Premier League. They enjoyed yeah, two Stewie seasons. McCall. Stewie McCall, the manager, one of their key players in those days, wasn't he? Did he, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Did he bounce around a few cars in the car park <laughs> celebrating? I seem to recall him jumping on cars. Now, when, when Bradford rose up into the English Premier League in that 99-2000 season, Harrogate were doing some of their best work in the Northern Premier Division 1, some Amazing. seven tiers below. So Amazing. we're talking the eighth the eighth level of the English football pyramid. Mm-hmm. Now, Bradford, as we know, declined fairly rapidly mm-hmm. and found themselves in League Two. Harrogate went the other way over the course of the last 20 years. Now, they were, uh, I think it was 2009, Simon Weaver took over as manager. And as it turned out, about two years later, his father, Irving Weaver, took over the club as chairman. Now, I think it's important to note that the manager was there before the chairman. So we don't have a nepotism kind of a situation here. And he's still there now. And he's still there. Now, that makes him the longest-serving manager in the Football League. Simon Weaver has managed to get this team up into League Two for the first time in their history. I think this is their second season now in the Football League. And now this is, this is phenomenal. We know that Bradford's managed by Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes, Sparky. Sparky, he played at Manchester United. He played at Barcelona. He played at Bayern Munich. He managed Chelsea. Manchester City. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And then you've got young Simon Weaver who's uh, come through the ranks kicking about in North Yorkshire and he's taken Harrogate up to League Two. They've played four competitive matches in their history, Bradford and Harrogate. Harrogate have won all four. Amazing. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. And Harrogate go back to the early 1900s was when they were established and Bradford would be the same. That'd be a long, long time ago too. So, So Bradford, in my mind, have got a bit of tidying up to do here because... I'm not even going to call them a younger brother. They are like a a bit of a grand nephew, kind of a third cousin along the way there. Just a tiny little football club about 35 minutes up the road. Bradford have never beaten Harrogate in a competitive fixture. 
this is their chance. I think this is something that's probably going to be irking the squad. They are very, very, very serious about winning promotion this year with Mark Hughes at the helm. They're paying $2.05 to go up the road mm. to, uh, I think it's called Weatherby Road, where Harrogate play. It is Weatherby Road. and 5,000 capacity. Unbelievable, isn't 1, it? 1,000 seated. <laughs> Lots of terraces. If Bradford are serious about either winning League Two or at least finishing top three and getting promoted automatically or finishing the top seven, going up through the playoffs, they need to tick this one off the list. Mm. And I think it's going to happen this weekend. Harrogate, have, they were okay last year. They've, they've just sort of dropped off the pace a fraction and obviously a much smaller squad, a much smaller club. I think it's time for Bradford to go up there and get a result. And I think at $2.05, that might be a reasonable price. You surprised me. The way you were leading into that conversation, uh, I thought for all money you were going to take well, Harrogate Town there. But My heart says Harrogate, my head says Bradford. What's, what's the nickname Harrogate Town, just out of interest? Harrogate Jeez. being a spa, spa town where you go and have town. a spa and soothe those body That's what uh, they're famous bones. for, isn't it? I don't know that one, actually. The Sulphurites. The Sulphurites. There you go. That's, that's magnificent. This is why we love the English game. The stories like this. It's fantastic. So One of the original names was Harrogate Hotspurs. So we're going to take Bradford at $2.05 there. As I mentioned, I think Portsmouth draw no bet versus Ipswich, $2.75. I like Wigan to get something away at Rotherham United, $3.25. Ken is keen on Luton Town, minus one goal. So Luton to win by two or more, $4.60. That's your game tomorrow morning. They travel up to Hull. He doesn't mind the look of Swansea against West Brom at about $4.60. I think he might be onto something there. In the Scottish Premier League, Aberdeen $1.70 to beat Kilmarnock. St Johnston to spring an upset against Dundee United. They're paying $3.10. Ken's multi in the Premier League. Southampton to win against Everton down on the south coast at $2.15. Palace or draw in that Crystal Palace versus Chelsea game at $1.95. And then both teams to score yes in the Manchester derby. Roll that all together. That gets you about $7. And just finally, Friday night filth. If anyone is interested, <laughs> TNS v Newtown over three and a half goals tonight in the Welsh Premier League, paying two dollars and twenty cents. Who'd you say? TMS. TN- TNS. They are the New Saints, previously known as Total Network Solutions, until that sponsorship deal went bust. And Newtown, they worked their way up to the top league in Wales a couple of seasons ago, but uh, they shouldn't be really any match. I would have thought for and not TNS to be confused at home. with Newport County. Not to be confused with Newport County or the uh, or the Newtown Jets, who are about 10,000 miles away in the inner west of Sydney. I think that's it for us today, Ken. It is. Let's just take a breath and let's <laughs> look forward to the football and some great racing over the weekend, James. Looking forward to everything. What a time. And the tulips and barrel. Don't yeah. get me started. <laughs> Sounds like you're in for a great weekend. All the best to you all out there, and we'll be back next weekend. Until then, happy punting.